The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and thank you for joining The Sky's the Limit this week. I have the pleasure to be joined by my featured guest, Ryan DeRoche, and a little bit about Ryan. Since the age of 14, he has worked in the bicycle industry as a lead mechanic. Early in his career, he learned that he had a knack for strategizing logistics and event coordination, prided himself on customer relations and community outreach. At the age of 28, he went to work for Trek Travel as their global logistics manager. There he oversaw both the North American and European bicycle and equipment fleets for all their luxury cycling tours. During that time, he worked he worked with them. He honed his skills for operations, management, and logistics. And with that, I would like to welcome Ryan DeRoche. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So you turned your passion for cycling into a, a career, and that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, um, it, was, it was a fun ride. <laughs> yeah, no, no pun intended, right? And, exactly, um, yeah. Yeah. I know when we met and you talked, you said you traveled extensively. So um, with that, I know you've experienced a life-changing event yourself. Um, where, can, you, can you tell us about that and where you were? Yes. Um, four, just over four years ago, um, I was uh, working in Spain. Um, getting, I was working with truck travel, um, getting ready um, for a few trips that were going out in early spring. Um, and I was riding home from the warehouse that I was working at, um, going back to the place that I was staying, and I was on my mountain bike. Um, and I fell over my handlebars. Um, don't know what I hit, um, but fell over my handlebars. And um, when I landed, I landed directly on my neck, and Oof. I broke my C4 um, spinal cord um, area. I had a compression um, of the spinal cord itself, um, leaving me a quadriplegic. Um, mm. So after that, um, you know, I had to uh, come back from that. So, so you were you were in Spain, and this happened. And um, you know, yeah. were you cycling in the city? Were you cycling in the woods? Um, you know, were there um, people around? Kind of in between. Um, I was um, in the old part of Girona, Spain. Um, mm-hmm. the medieval part, um, and it was kind of a, a dirt path uh, right next to one of the small rivers in Girona, um, and it's uh, it's kind of a cross between um, an urban area and, you know, kind of a um, woodsy area, so mm-hmm. uh, luckily it was populated, though. There was a lot of tourists and stuff there, so um, when oh. I did, did fall, I was found pretty quickly. And 
I have to ask, did you have a helmet on? Of course I did, yes. Uh, I've always been a a, a staunch um, advocate of um, wearing a helmet and safety gear. So what, if I can ask, what was it like being um, uh, predominant language is is Spanish, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and you found yourself in this urgent situation? What was that like? I mean, you obviously went to a to a hospital there. Um, was it any yeah. different from what we have here in the United States? Uh, it's very different. Um, and in terms of the language barrier, it was it was scary. Um, it uh, the the hospital there, the care was very good. Um, the nurses and doctors uh, were top notch. Um, but in terms of the, the language barrier and the technology that they have, um, it's very different from, from here. Um, mm-hmm. The technology in terms of their equipment um, is um, borderline archaic. Um, they don't really have uh, electric power wheelchairs. Um, they don't have the uh, therapy equipment that we have here. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, it was very interesting. Um, not only that, but the, the rooms there, you are placed with, if I remember correctly, there were six other people in the same room that I was in. Whereas here, either you're with one other person or you're by yourself in a private room. Mm-hmm. It was very, very different. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that as a nurse, they were called quads and they were usually at the end of the hallway where the rooms were bigger. So you could fit up to four people if you had to. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. Does, yeah, it doesn't require, doesn't um, allow for a lot of personal space not that you have any in the hospital anyways but yeah. yeah um and and your family's back here so did they did they come over did they rush over when they heard the news i mean they did uh thank thank god for facebook um my family didn't uh hear through the phone um because they at the that, at that time they were at a, a family party they didn't have their phones on them um mm-hmm. and um Someone posted, my, my boss actually posted um, a post on my page saying, you know, if, if anyone knows where my parents are to make sure that they call Trek Travel and, and to, you know, make sure that they get, get a hold of them. There's been an accident. Ryan is, you know, in need of some help. Um, and uh, right away, Trek Travel, they, um, they basically did everything that they could to get my parents over there. They paid for plane tickets, they paid for um, the hotel, they paid for um, a translator, groceries, um, pretty much anything that my parents needed. They made sure that my parents got over there, and it was about 24 hours after I, I fell, my parents made it made it over. Mm. So it was very, very speedy um, turnaround. So being, my, oh, get there. that's incredible. So Trek Travel, really, they were above and beyond. I mean, I know you, you know you speak so highly of them as you should. I mean, they're a great company, but they really yeah. sound like they they did so much. They had your, they truly had your back, uh, and they still do, and they still do nice. um, to this day. They they stay in contact, and they still are are huge supporters of myself and my family. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, you had a great you know, position that you, it sounds like I said, everything in your life led up to that. You know, you were actually able to to have a profession that involved your passion, which was cycling. And um, yeah. so, yeah, so once you had your injury, obviously, it, I'm as a nurse, I'm thinking um, with the injury with the 
I think you, you know, I met with you, you told me you heard the snap, and then I believe you, you lost feeling, is that correct? So you, yes, you it, was, it was near immediate. Um, I, when I hit the ground, I, I heard the snap, um, felt the snap, and I couldn't feel my legs hit the ground. Um, oh. And I was just lying on my side in a fetal position and could barely get out the words, hello. Um, I had no no strength in my voice whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about devastating and scary. And um, and then you obviously were flown back to the United States. So you underwent medical care and then came back to the United States. And then um, what what was that process like? Because I know you know I'm sure then you went into rehab. Did you not? Yeah, um, I was med flighted back here after three and a half weeks in Spain. And mm-hmm. uh, went directly to Spalding Rehab in Boston. Um, and it was a world of difference. Um, not only was it nice to be back where everyone spoke English and the food was American because the food was not all that great in the hospital in Spain, um, mm-hmm. but it was um, the technology and the, the therapists that were, that were here in, at Spalding were phenomenal. Um, they... Um, they are a, a large part of um, where I am at uh, today mm-hmm. in terms of my recovery. And that they, they do do wonderful work. So can I ask, what, was, um, what ran through your mind when you, you know, really were able to grasp um, your diagnosis? You know, because you lived a full life. You're an athlete. And like I said, you had this great career. And now, you know, you learned you were a quadriplegic. Um, what what ran through your mind? What was that? You know, what was that like for you? So many things go through your mind in a traumatic situation like that, um, with a traumatic injury. Um, but I think the biggest things were: Am I going to be me again? Um, in all sense of the the terms, um, you know, it, am I going to be able to ride a bike again? Am I going to be able to walk again? Am I going to be able to? Um, you know, be the uncle that I once was or the, the, the family member that I once was? Am I going to be able to support myself? Um, so mm-hmm. many of these questions come up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, was, it was difficult. It was really difficult at first. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And, you know, like you said when we spoke earlier, um, you know, with your injury and your accident often comes, you know, a diagnosis like, what I have, you know, you end up with a spinal cord injury and often traumatic brain. You're so fortunate that that is not the case. Um, yeah. Really that you're able to um, avoid that. I think, you know, yeah, that's, that's yeah. not a fun piece that layers on top. Um, yeah, thankfully the, the helmet, um, the helmet did its job. Um, there was barely a mark on the helmet, but I think, um, that was the reason um, for me not getting a brain injury. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I didn't have the helmet on, I probably would have fallen differently. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely thank the helmet quite a bit for um, that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I see, I just have to say, you know, thank you for saying that because I see people out on bikes, you know, and they don't have a helmet and I get that, but yeah. then they don't even have the appropriate shoe footwear. You know, they have flip flops yeah. on or, and they're on the phone and I'm like, oh God. And I want, I almost want to say, please, please stop. Like, please take a moment, value, your, you know, value yourself, your entire being. 
you know, don't your life can change so quick. And yeah, I still I wish have that. <laughs> what was I that? I have stopped a few times. Have um, you? Oh yeah. Really? Good for you. Yeah. yeah. I, that may be my next stance. I think if, um, because, you know, driving a car, right, we have to be hands-free. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the law. And, um, I don't know how they would, you know, monitor a bicycle, but it would be nice if there are some cross the board rules and regulations for, um, you know, distracted, I guess, cycling and, uh, to ensure that everybody at least had on the proper footwear and, you know, I guess it's their choice if they want to wear a helmet, but at least two out of the three, you know, would, yeah, would be helpful. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I know. Sounds like you're on the same wavelength as that because if you didn't have a helmet, who knows, right? May have been a whole different ball game for you. Yep. Yeah. See, so you have a lot of gratitude for that helmet. And Ryan, it looks like we're going to come up on a break right now. So I'm going to ask that you and the listeners please stay with us and we'll be back momentarily. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to Show at gmail.com. That's Show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and I'm joined this week with Ryan DeRoche, and we're speaking about Ryan and his career and um, his life-changing event, his injury, and I'm going to pick right back up on that. And the fact that he had a helmet on and he did not sustain a traumatic brain injury although he did suffer a spinal cord injury. Um, so I want to ask Ryan, with, with everything, you know, rehab, what, what was that like? What kept you motivated? Um, you know, being an athlete, you're pretty resilient. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think goals, um, having small goals and then big goals as well, you know, having the big picture goals of, you know, I want to walk again, 
I want to ride again. Um, and then having the smaller goals, um, you know, each day I would have a goal each week. I would have a goal, you know, that day I would have a goal of, um, you know, for instance, um, I'm going to try and brush my teeth at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. that week would be, all right, I'm going to try and do, um, I don't know, five arm raises instead of the three that I did the day before or the week before. Um, mm-hmm. so I tried to keep, keep, um, re- realistic goals and then have the bigger goals that, um, you know, of course my therapists and my doctors were like, well, don't think about walking because that's not going to happen. Um, but I, I still needed to have that. Um, I think that was the biggest thing that really kept me going was, um, I'm going to, I'm going to walk again, no matter what, whether it takes me a year or 20 years, I'm going to walk again at some point. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Determination and drive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kept you going. Yep. Yeah. Positivity yeah. Too, it really helped me. I'm sorry. You say what? Positivity. It really helped me a lot, you know, staying positive and, yes. uh, you know, looking at the things that I could do and, and not the things that I couldn't do at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true, you know, learning or relearning how to navigate back into the world is um, eye-opening and it, it is really um, a test of how strong we are. It really, truly is. Yeah. It really is and takes a lot of determination, uh, to, you know, to do that. Like I said, because, you know, I think I, maybe I said this to you when we were talking, you know, being able to multitask, right? How many things do we do without even thinking about it? We just do it. We go about our day, and then that can change. And it's a real adjustment. You know, you really have to correct yourself to get back on course, if you will. Correct. uh, It's not for the faint of heart, is it? No, no. You definitely, um, and you learn real quick after a traumatic injury or traumatic event that, um, or some people do, not everybody, but uh, you learn that um, you have to be as strong as you possibly can be and you can't be discouraged by things because it, 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 ruins, it ruins whatever um, goals you have. Um, you know, it takes a lot, a lot of wind out of your sails and it can, it can bring you down the, uh, the, wrong, the wrong path as well um, in terms mm-hmm. of um, your recovery. Yeah, I like to call that like an Alice in Wonderland down the rabbit hole. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, because you know, not not to really um, make light of it, but I almost have to laugh at it to some degree because it, once you go down that slope, it's mm-hmm. a real, it's a really tough climb back up. It's yeah, not pleasant. It, it, I've done. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah. So where where are you now? Um, you know, you did your rehab and, you know, you, you had, you know, some of the greatest care in the world in Spalding. Um, you know, where, where are you now? Uh, so after I left the hospital, um, I decided to live, in, live on my own in my own apartment and uh, with full-time caregivers. Um, and uh, now I'm doing... Therapy at Journey Forward twice a week uh, down in Canton, and mm-hmm. um, I'm doing a mentoring, where um, I'm with a mentoring organization at Spalding in Charlestown now, um, and I, I fill my time with with those two things and just living life, um, enjoying 
you know, as the outdoors as much as possible with my new bike and um, doing as much as I can to, uh, again, reach those goals of, of riding a bike again and, um, you know, walking again and just being um, as quote-unquote normal as possible. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, redefining and uh, regaining your, what I like to call your new normal. Really, it's yeah, what, exactly. Yeah, because like the Very word disability. Yeah, you you and I agree. Actually, the word disability isn't. Um, I, well, we don't feel like it's accurate, do we? No, and they haven't come up with a great one yet. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I like to say there's no dis in the ability. You just have to discover what your ability is. Yep. So, yeah, I know. Um, so with that, I would say when you know you've gone through all of this and your course of treatment and. You said so much I want to go to. So when did you realize, like, what was yours to do with your passion in cycling? Yeah, it took me probably two years, two and a half years, to really self-identify with myself again and mm-hmm. really find that identity again. And um, I, I searched a lot for um, new passions. Um, you know, I, I really wasn't sure um, that I was going to be able to find that passion that I had before. Um, so I was really focusing on finding new passions, going back to school, finding different types of work, um, you know, looking at different, different sides of, um, athletics, um, you know, all, all sorts of things. Um, and then about a year ago, I was brought out into the woods with a couple of friends, um, that put me into a, a manual chair that had big knobby mountain bike tires on it. They tied some ropes to it, and they basically pushed and pulled me through a trail that I knew very well in the in the Middlesex Falls Reservation in Medford. Um, and it was awesome. It, it it was the first time that I had been out in the woods since my injury, um, and that that really kind of brought me back to all right. I want to do this again. Why why am I worried about the fact that I'm in a wheelchair? I don't need to worry about that. I can still have that same passion of mm-hmm. getting on a bike. And it's just a matter of adapting a bike or adapting um, equipment to make it so that I can go out and do what I wanted to do again. Um, and I've always done. So um, after that day, I went, went back home and did an inter- internet search. And um, it actually probably took me a few days to, to find the bike that I'm riding now, but it is, um, it's modified to drive just like a, a power wheelchair. Um, and it has really? mountain bike wheels on it with suspension and all sorts of awesomeness on it. And it, uh, it affords me to get out into the woods. That's and incredible. So the minute the group of friends took you out into the woods, you know, with your chair and they devised yeah. a system to bring you along, you, it seems like you, you, you automatically integrated and became alive back in the environment you once loved. Like that, that never left you. I think that's so cool. Yeah, it was still, still there, still in my heart, still in my brain, um, still in my soul. You know, it just was hiding, um, and mm-hmm. I just needed to find it again. And, and actually the, the group of friends that, that brought me out, they were my therapists at Spalding. Um, oh, so nice. they, you know, they stuck, stuck with me the whole time. Um, and kept pushing me to, to do, to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. 
That That's incredible. I know at first I was a little bit nervous when you were telling me a group of friends took you out into the woods. I was like, okay. <laughs> I wasn't quite yeah. sure. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. But yeah, that's incredible. And um, yeah. yeah. Where has that led you to now? Like, you know, since that day, what have you done? Um, I, what I've done since then, I, I finally got the bike in June. Um, and in June, um, I started riding again and, um, I've gone back to riding with people that I used to ride with. Um, you know, we used to do big group rides and stuff back when I, when I rode bicycles, um, and Mm -hmm. I'm back riding with those people and going to mountain bike events and, um, you know, being back with the people that I feel most at home with, um, Mm -hmm. You know, and, and of course, um, putting dreams in my head of, you know, uh, again, working, working with bikes. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that will be something that will, will uh, come to come to light over the next couple of years. So, uh, go ahead. No, I just got So, you know, the new bike that you're in or the new wheelchair, is it similar to the um, all-terrain wheelchairs that they have for the Wounded Warriors? Because that's kind of what I'm seeing. Is it similar to that? No. Um, the no. company is based out of um, the U.K. They're based just outside of London. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a big, burly... Um, it, think, of, think of like a, uh, an ATV only with um, mountain bike tires. Um, it is... Okay quite impressive um and it again it's powered by um powered by battery it's it's got a a big motor on the back um so i'm able to just drive it just like i do with my power chair the um the off-road chairs that you see that the wounded warriors Mm -hmm. use they are powered by um pedals that they actually use their arms to pedal um so because i don't have the strength and ability yet to use my legs or my arms, um, I'm able to still use the, the, the bike to get out into the woods. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long is the, what's the battery life on that? You know, on the, uh, um, I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten 13 miles with it, which is a pretty decent mountain bike ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That gets you out there. Yeah. And can I, can I ask how heavy, do you know how heavy the chair is? Uh, it's, approximately 300 pounds so it's really not yeah it's not wow light. wow that's really substantial it wow. is it's about the same weight as a as a normal power wheelchair okay that makes sense i just you know trying to get a visual and it's nice um you know for the listeners as well you know because it's, they can't see because it's radio so yeah. i just want to when it once you're out there you probably feel really like i said integrated and alive and uh you know like anything is possible, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice to be back out in the woods and smell that smell of dirt and leaves and flowers and feel the sun on my face and um, and it's also kind of my my place that I go to meditate and and you know think about things and and it's a stress release for mm-hmm. me and it's uh, it's it's huge. It's brought me it's brought yeah. me full circle. It's brought me yeah, full circle. No, it's like your sanctuary, you know. You, you oh. really appreciate, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. And your friends that you go with—I mean, you know—it sounds like they're great friends. They 
you know, embrace oh, yeah. you fully and, you know, because I'm sure, you know, now that, well, your life now in a chair, right, people, people um, can be quick to judge and I know for myself with my injury, uh, can be a little bit of a lonely road. People don't understand, so they leave. So how? what was that like for you with the friends and family? They rally around you mo- for the most part, or did they, you know, did you lose some along the way? Um, I wouldn't say I've lost friends. Um, I have a core group of friends that um, I've known since high school and even earlier than that. Um, a couple of them I, I, I grew up with as, as small children, um, and um, they've all really rallied behind me. They're huge supporters, and and they um, I would probably contribute, um, you know, ninety percent of my my mental recovery to them because mm-hmm. they um, they haven't judged. In fact, they they treat me the same way as I was before my injury, um, and they they never skip the beat. Um, you know, it was. It was great the fact that they were able to do that, and, and they they made me feel human still, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet there, are, there are small amounts of friends that I don't see as often um, because I'm not able to do a lot of the, you know, same things in the same way. You know, spontaneity is is out the window when you when you have a traumatic injury like this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have to plan a lot more, so it's a little bit more difficult to be spontaneous. But um, mm-hmm. for the most part, the support um, and love of family and friends is is astounding. Yeah, that, it really is, and you're very fortunate. And on that, we're coming up to another break, Ryan, so I'm going to ask the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back momentarily. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at VoiceAmericaTRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN or follow along with us at VoiceAmericaTRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to Show at gmail.com. That's theskysthelimitshow at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. 
Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and I'm joined with Ryan DeRoche, and we've been talking about Ryan and his life and transformation since his accident on his bicycle. With that, Ryan, I'd like to ask, um, you know, what would you say or share with someone who's listening who may know someone who's newly injured or di- and diagnosed with a spinal cord injury? Mm-hmm. Um. I would say a lot of things, um, but I think the the main takeaway that I've gotten after you know the amount of years that I've been injured is to not be afraid to continue your passions. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay to look for new ones, but um, just because you're slightly different now doesn't mean that you can continue your life um, or you can't continue your life. Um, you can keep going. Um, you can um, even broaden your horizons more um, now that you're injured. There are so many more people that you can reach and inspire, um, not just mm-hmm. by doing your normal day-to-day activities, but going above and beyond what people expect of someone that's um, had a traumatic, traumatic injury. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you've done some of that yourself. So. Are you um, speaking to people in groups and assisting in all of that? I am. I, I, right now I've been doing uh, mentoring, peer mentoring, um, at um, most mostly Spalding hospitals, but I do a little bit outside of that. Um, I go to see newly injured patients um, and patients that, uh, or people that have been out of the hospital for some time as well. Um, mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I, I try to impart on them that it's, you know, life isn't over. And I do that because it was done for me. Uh, when I was in the hospital, I had um, a couple of um, guys and gals that would come and see me in the hospital room and, and you know, do the same thing for me and, and tell me that, um, that life isn't over and that uh, people in wheelchairs can do just as much, if not more, than able-bodied people, quote-unquote able-bodied people. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, and support groups are huge, too. We mm-hmm, have a support group at, at uh, Spalding that at first I was really afraid of going to. I, I actually didn't go to a bunch when I was inpatient, um, but mm-hmm. I started going to after I left the hospital because I found it was um, it was cathartic to be with people that were my peers that were in wheelchairs or if they weren't in wheelchairs, they were, you know, walking around with crutches or walkers and um, they went through a lot of the same problems and, and hardships as I did. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's huge to be um, with your peers when you can be. Yeah. And I know, you know, to go to a support group, I, I went and at first when you go, you don't really feel like you fit in. You, you know somehow that you do, but to really associate with a group in that way, right. um, yeah, you, you really, it, it, it's very humbling. You have to come to, it really, um, you know, come to terms with things. It's, it's eye-opening. And right. They're, they're quite a blessing, yeah. So, oh, so yeah. you mentor. Yeah, yep. I'm sorry? Go ahead. No, I was going to ask, so in this peer mentoring group, like how often, you know, do you do, you do that and... Um, so I've been, uh, like I said, I've been with them for a year, almost a year and a half now. 
Um, it's the um, Greater Boston Chapter of the United Spinal Association, um, otherwise known as uh, Rise Above Paralysis. Um, we've been, um, the organization has been around since the mid-90s, um, and there's about five to ten regular people that come into Spalding, uh, Charlestown, but there are dozens and dozens of mentors that are spread out around New England. Um, and we try to really see people as much as possible. Um, myself, mm-hmm. I'm there uh, twice a week, typically. Um, and mm-hmm. then outside of the hospital, I talk to people through Facebook, through email, on the phone. Um, I even uh, like to visit people, you know, whether or not it's, you know, over some coffee or we try to have events and, you know, go out to dinner and uh, movies and all that type of stuff. We try to be as um, readily available as possible to people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've we've even gone into other people's homes to help them troubleshoot issues with um, how accessible and what to modify to their homes. Um, you know, it 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 really helps to have not only a second pair of eyes, but those pair of eyes are very versed in how to navigate a home. So mm-hmm. it's and how to navigate the public as well. So when we go out. Um, it really helps people feel a lot more comfortable because we're there and we know how to deal with the the prying eyes and the Mm -hmm. questions that people ask. And, you know, if the place is not accessible, what to do about it. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really helpful. Um, And we're, we're a big resource as well. We, um, you know, if it's not me, then, you know, there's other mentors and, and other um, members of the organization that can help people find resources within their town, their state, mm-hmm. um, hospitals, so on and so forth. Nice. You know, and you brought up a good point. I wanted to ask that early on in the in the broadcast, and we got mm-hmm. talking. So if I can go back, because you you brought that up. So you know, sure. when when you're in the hospital, right? Nobody really wants to be in the hospital. We all want to go home, and mm-hmm. going home um, creates. Well, there's a level of anxiety anyways because it's new. But, yeah, can, can we speak to that? Because you touched on that. They, there's some support for people who go home um, because, you know, in the hospital you have 24-7 support. Everybody knows what to do, and they're, yeah. everything they need is accessible. So, you know, going home, as great as it is to get there, can be a whole nother layer of anxiety. Yeah, it's scary. It's really scary. Um, yeah. But it doesn't need to be. Um you know, they, you, you get home, um, and you're in a place where there's, um, there, like you said, there's the 24 seven care isn't there. You're not with nurses and doctors. And, um, well, if, if you have PCAs, you do have CNAs and PCAs, but, um, it's still not quite the same. You're not in, you're not in this, this blanket, this cradle that the hospital creates for you. So mm-hmm. it is very scary uh, to go home and, and the anxiety, no matter who you are, no matter how pre- prepared you are, um, when you get home um, for the first couple of months, definitely it, it can be pretty um, pretty scary. Um, and I think finding a support group and finding, um, if it's not a support group, it's some sort of support that um, is a peer that has mm-hmm. been there before, whether it's a mentor or not, um, just a, even just a friend that 
is in a wheelchair. Um, you know, it really helps to have that. Um, mm-hmm. My when I was in the hospital, I had a roommate, Robbie, that was, um, you know, he's a little bit younger than I, and he lives a little bit further away, but we still were able to connect um, and still be able to talk to each other about the things that were going on. So um, just having a, a, a like-minded friend um, mm-hmm. is is uh, really important, and I suggest yeah. it if you can. Yeah, and so. So what I'm hearing is, um, for the listeners who aren't in the New England area, and they may not know, I don't know if other hospitals followed the the model of Spalding Rehab, um, you know, with the peer group, but that would be what I'm hearing you say is, you know, ask, um, find someone, yeah. get connected somehow. Yeah, it, no matter what, I mean, if you're if you're coming out of a, a rehab hospital um, or any hospital for that matter, and you need someone to talk to, your your hospital will have um, either social workers or doctors or the therapists will know of someone um, or be able to connect you to a resource um, that can help you out. Um, it's it's so important, so, so important. Hmm. And do, do you know if, um, you know, the peer group that you're part of, is that being um, duplicated in other parts of the country as far as you know or...? Most definitely, yeah. Um, there are, in almost every major city, you can find, uh, in fact, if you go to unitedspinal.org, um, you'll be able to find, um, They, I'm pretty sure they have a page, a link on there, that will bring you to a locator for groups um, or um, organizations that have peers um, and the that website is actually an, an amazing website. Uh, they have all sorts of resources, not just for peer mentors, but um, for anything that is spinal cord uh, injury related. Mm-hmm. Awesome, that's great, and you know, thank you for that because you don't know, you know, like I said, like I was rehab window or period of time. It's almost like you've had a baby, right? They thank you, yeah. bye, good luck, and. You know, you've got your compensatory tool bag, and out the door you go, and you have a support group. But sometimes, sometimes you need a little more than that, and it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I'd like to ask because um, I know you have something to do with a summer therapy camp. It's called Empower SEI Summer Therapy yeah. Camp. What What is that like? Uh, it, it was awesome. It was scary, really scary to go to. It was uh, so Empower SEI. It's a two week. Um, therapy-based camp uh, that they kind of throw you into the mix with um, a bunch of other people in wheelchairs. Again, going back to having peer support, uh, you're you're there for two weeks. It's a live-in program uh, down in Long Island, New York at Stony Brook University. They uh, expect you to go there with a few goals, uh, therapy, therapy goals, um, mm-hmm. and they kind of toss you into this program that introduces you to outdoor sports, to work, travel, um, PCA management, uh, yoga. Um, I mean, all these, all these amazing things that you don't expect and don't get from inpatient or outpatient therapies and, and rehab hospitals. Um, so mm-hmm. they really they really open your eyes to so many things. 
Um, you go down there, it's, you do have to pay to go to it, but it's, um, it's so worth it. Uh, they have PCAs there that they're students that are in therapy based programs. So, um, like at Stony Brook University, they have PT and OT programs, um, and they pull students from those programs and they use them as their PCAs. So not only are you learning a lot, but you're also teaching these these future mm-hmm. PTs and OTs mm-hmm. about what it means to have a spinal cord injury and what it means to go through all of this that we go through after an injury like this. And um, if people... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry? No, I, I was going to ask a question. I said, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm done, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask, um, Do you would you like to share contact information about the camp? Yes, uh, it's uh, empowersci.org. Um and again, just like the United Spinal website, uh, it's a it's a great resource. They have great links. Um, they they hold a bunch of different events throughout the the year, like the um, Nobby Tire Ride and Roll. They also hold wheelchair skill skill clinics um, to not only teach a person um, in a wheelchair how to do wheelchair skills, but they'll even teach people that are quote unquote able bodied to get in the wheelchair and how to live a little bit in a, in a wheelchair. So it's, again, hmm. a very eye-opening experience. Um, so they're, they're doing a lot to, you know, they, they do the hashtag changing lives. They, it's, it, they are literally changing lives. Um, it's, it's a very amazing program. Uh, I can't speak enough about it. Oh, I'm, I'm thankful you shared that with us now. And, yeah. and we're going to come up on a quick break. So I'm going to ask the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back momentarily. Thank you. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to Show at gmail.com. That's TheSky'sTheLimitShow at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. 
Hi, this is Karen Levin, and I'm back with my guest, Ryan DeRoche. And Ryan and I were discussing all, all these organizations in summer camp, and uh, now I'm going to ask Ryan, you know, what what he's been up to, what, what he sees next for himself. Uh, a lot of things. I have a lot of things in the pipeline, um, and I'm really excited about so many of them. Um, one of the major things that I've been really trying to um, push, for the lack of a better term, is um, adaptive sports, um, adaptive bikes. Um, and the bike that I got, um, I've been really trying to get people on that. Um, so I'm welcoming people to come out and, and test it, um, of course, when the weather gets better, because uh, it's pretty pretty chilly at this point. Um, but mm-hmm. um, I've just finished building my website, um, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, more content to be added, but um, I'm really excited to get uh, my YouTube channel up and running through that and uh, to really get people to uh, realize their passions again. Um, nice. And that's that's the whole point behind the, me getting a website going and, and what I want to do in the future. Nice. So with the adaptive bikes, I heard you say clothing. So what about adaptive clothing? Yeah, uh, so last year I worked with MIT in their Open Style Lab, um, and there's a link on there on my website about this. Um, but what it is is the Open Style Lab is a um, it's a lab that uh, they pair three students from different backgrounds with a client um, that has some sort of disability, and they figure out a way to uh, work around their clothing issues. Um, getting dressed or heat issues or temperature regulation issues or pain issues, so on and so forth. Uh, Last year, we worked on the rain jacket. Um, I have an issue with Mm. nerve pain when it comes to rain um, and also cold temperatures. So I needed something that was easy to put on. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a temperature regulation issue, so it needs to be easy to go on and easy to come off. And I need something that covers my lap because I'm always in a, a seated position, um, just like many people in wheelchairs. So we came up with a jacket that was really easy to put on that had special fabrics that would allow me to regulate my temperature a little bit better. And it had a special flap that goes over the lap and it allows water to pour off. It's almost like having an umbrella in your lap. It pours off away from you and your chair. Um, and it's, we tried to make it as stylish as possible because I don't like wearing stuff that, you know, no offense, but mm-hmm. elderly people would wear because a lot of the adaptable clothing that's out there is made for elderly people. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a really big project for me, and we brought it to crowdfunding stages uh, th- at the beginning of this year. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't reach our goal, but um, I know that we're going to continue trying to reach that goal. and continue trying to get it manufactured so that we can get it out to the masses. Nice. Well, you're still on your path, and you certainly are motivated. And can you share with the listeners your website? Yes. It's, it's easy. It's ryandeloach.com. Um, and it's right now, like I said, it's pretty basic, uh, but uh, continuing to add a lot of content. And hopefully I'll have a blog going at some point um, and hopefully even have e-commerce of stuff that I have that I'm trying to make and trying to figure out ways to make it so that people can be more independent in their lives. Right. 
That's awesome. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. And I know you're you're also on Facebook, so they can find you there. So it's facebook.com slash Ryan. Yep. Ryan Ride yep. to Recovery, is that correct? Yep, Ryan Ride to Recovery. Um, right. it's, uh, it's my recovery page. Um, I try to post on it uh, on a pretty regular basis. Not only do I put up stuff about uh, myself, but I try to put content on there that revolves around spinal cord injury and um, all the things that are coming up with technology and things, especially with like uh, spin- uh, uh, stem cell research and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you. I mean, you, you are certainly moving and grooving and living a very full life, and I love it. I love it because, like I said, mm-hmm. there is no dis in the ability you're certainly a living, shining example of that. I'm, I'm honored to have you here. And with that, it looks like the, um, the program's coming to a close. Time always flies by so quickly. So I want to thank you, Ryan, so much for being my guest. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in and ask them to tune in next week at the same time. And I'll see everybody then. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.